Um, hello, welcome to another ViverCast. This time we're going to be talking about rheumatoid arthritis. So it's a nice picture there just to remind us. So examination findings. On examination, there are multiple joint swellings, particularly of the metacarpophalangeal joints and the wrist and the proximal interphalangeal joints, but sparing the distal interphalangeal joints. There is also ulnar deviation, uh, swan neck deformity, boutonniere deformity, and then Z-shaped thumb. There was also generalized muscle wasting and palmar erythema, as well as nail fold infarcts, consistent with cutaneous vasculitis. All of these signs are consistent with a symmetrical, chronic, deforming inflammatory autoimmune disease. So differential diagnosis would include osteoarthritis, although we'd expect it to involve larger joints, and including the distal interphalangeal joints, psoriatic arthritis, and I would look carefully for psoriatic plaques as well as nail pitting, less commonly uh, crystal-induced polyarthritis or in cases of oligoarthritis infection as well. So classification criteria. So the American College of Rheumatologists um, classification has really superseded the older one which we're more familiar with. For this uh, at least six points of more are needed for someone to have rheumatoid arthritis. And the criteria includes joint involvement, um, serology, including rheumatoid factor and antibodies against the citrullinated peptide, acute phase reactants, which include the C-reactive protein and erythrocyte sedimentation rate, and a duration of symptoms of more than six weeks. Just to remind ourselves of the older criteria, where at least four points are needed, of a duration of greater than six weeks, morning stiffness lasting more than an hour, swelling of at least three joints, swelling of the hand joints, which are symmetrical, the presence of rheumatoid nodules, which mean that the patient will also be positive for rheumatoid factor, and a list of radiological features, which include soft tissue swelling with juxta-articular osteoporosis, joint space narrowing, joint erosion, cyst formation, joint destruction, and joint subluxation or dislocation. Investigations. Part of the investigations in patients with rheumatoid arthritis is really simple blood tests such as full blood count, and a measurement of acute phase reactants such as C-reactive protein and erythrocyte sedimentation rate to measure disease activity and autoantibodies such as rheumatoid factor and anti-citrullinated peptide. A chest x-ray as a baseline is also quite useful before we start patients on immune modulatory agents and an ultrasound scan can be useful to detect synovitis in clinically difficult patients as well as to guide synovial fluid aspiration for the analysis of fluid if infection or crystal uh, polyarthritis was suspected. Radiograph of the joints 
are recommended early in the disease to detect structural destruction and should be repeated annually to assess response to treatment. The outcome of treatment can also be measured using several composite indices such as the disease activity score and also a health assessment questionnaire which assesses functional ability. Management. The most important part of management is early recognition and rapid referral to a rheumatologist. Um, Non-steroidals can be used for pain relief and to reduce inflammation. And recent trials recommend that disease-modifying agents should be started early as they can limit joint damage, control systemic disease and maintain function. Among many agents, methotrexate is the first-line agent. It can improve clinical and radiological outcomes as well as increase efficacy of concurrent biological agents. Corticosteroids can be added to the DMART and in addition to that, biological agents could also be used such as the anti-TNF-alpha monoclonal antibody infliximab or anti-CD20 monoclonal antibody rituximab. In addition to that, a patient's cardiovascular risk should also be optimised as patients with rheumatoid arthritis are at a greater risk compared to normal. Extra-articular manifestations include neurological manifestations such as carpal tunnel syndrome, which can, which can impinge on nerves, cervical myeloradiculopathy, hearing difficulties where there is synovial involvement of the ossicles, sensory polyneuropathies, mononeuritis multiplex. Pulmonary manifestations include recurrent pleuritic pain, pleurofusion, pulmonary fibrosis and pulmonary nodules. Of note, pulmonary fibrosis and pulmonary nodules could also be a result of treatment of rheumatoid arthritis, such as with the use of methotrexate. Slightly rarer manifestations include the cardiac manifestations, including pericarditis, pericardial effusion, valvular incompetence, especially of the aortic and mitral valve, amyloidosis and myocarditis. Vasculatic uh, manifestations are also common, uh, such as nail fold infarcts, or in more aggressive disease, peripheral neuropathy, mononeuritis multiplex, cutaneous ulceration, digital gangrene, and the presence of rheumatoid nodules are also quite common with patients who are positive for rheumatoid factor. Ocular manifestations include episcleritis, scleritis, and keratoconjunctivitis sicca. Feltis syndrome can also be found in some patients with rheumatoid arthritis, uh, which is associated with spinomegaly and leukopenia. And lastly, a lot of patients with rheumatoid arthritis present with systemic features which are non-specific, such as malaise, weight loss, anemia, lymphadenopathy, amyloid accumulation. And less commonly, pyoderma gangrenosum can also be seen in patients with rheumatoid arthritis. So that's it, rheumatoid arthritis in a nutshell. Thank you for listening.